Devin, thank you so much for joining me tonight as we break down workload anxiety and how to deal with it. Now, what is workload anxiety exactly? And how does it present? How do you know that this is actually what I'm dealing with and this is what's making me anxious? So workload anxiety, which is also known as um, occupational stress or, or work-related stress, is, is, is when we have excessive worry and tension around certain demands and certain deadlines that we've got to meet. So it can also uh, present itself as feeling a little bit overwhelmed as mm -hmm. I have to handle all of the tasks that I've got to do. Sometimes I may even have physical and psychological symptoms as well. You know, the body, when it's under stress, will mm -hmm. create a stress chemical called cortisol. And uh, usually when we have workload anxiety, we find that there are heightened levels of cortisol in the system. So that throws our sleeping patterns off. So sometimes people will find it hard to shut down. Maybe there's an exam coming. It could be that there's a big debate happening at varsity or, or perhaps at work. Maybe there's a big meeting. And all of these things, even burnout and decreased performance, could be signs of workload anxiety. Now, what happens when it's left unmanaged for a very long time? Because I think this is something a lot of us deal with and it can go on for a very long period of time. If it is unmanaged, what happens? Well, look, the obvious ones are decreased productivity. So we'll find that we're not as productive as we were before. Motivation mm -hmm. is also then, um, um, you know, lacking and waning in somebody with an increased level of anxiety around the workload. Sometimes even social withdrawal. So some people would, would, would have a little bit of social anxiety and they probably withdraw completely. Excessive sleeping, not wanting to get out of bed in the morning, and maybe not even falling asleep at night. So getting into bed and, and perhaps struggling to, to fall asleep. So, um, you know, those are all different elements or, or aspects that could, uh, you know, give us a serious indication. And also, I must say, irritability. So yeah. becoming agitated with small things. So in the work environment, snapping at somebody mm. or, or, or just, uh, you know, little things sort of triggering us. And it's so hard to focus when you are feeling this way. You end up procrastinating and then it makes you even more anxious. And it's just a cycle of absolute madness. So now I know I've got workload and exam stress, anxiety, probably. I know what can happen when it's left unmanaged. What can I do about it? What are the steps that I can take to manage this anxiety? Look, the good news is that there are several things that one can do. And also, I have to say that nobody is exempt from this. So it's not like oh, it happens to other people. And, and you might think, oh, I'm the only one that's facing these types of challenges. It's very important for us to recognize that it's a very, very normal part of development. Going through certain stresses and anxieties during um, a busy period or during year end or work, um, or, or maybe even through your exam period is, is pretty normal. But how we deal with it will determine how we come out at the end and, and, and how effectively we're going to be able to pass whatever it is that I'm going through. So um, identifying firstly the source of the stress. Once we identify, it's much easier for us to be able to work with whatever it is that's presenting itself in that moment. So in the lack of the identification, if we don't know the source of the anxiety and the stress, it could be 
you know, a lack of resources. It could be I'm procrastinating heavily because I just don't know what to do. Mm. Um, it could be that I'm not sufficiently skilled in that area to focus. So once we identify, we can then close the gap. So when we close the gap, we then move closer to managing the stress and the anxiety. Also, we've got to be very realistic about the expectations that we set for ourselves. Remember, there are only so many hours in the day and we've got to have work-life balance as well in mm. order to be um, very, very, uh, um, I would say, complete and holistic in our well-being approach. So being realistic, managing your expectations realistically is, is very important um, as far as the management of stress is concerned. Um, keep notes, you know, use your reminders on your phone. Um, set certain periods and times to focus on urgent, important things. And if stuff is not really urgent and important, then don't give it any attention. Yeah. And that speaks to time management. Yeah. Time management is also absolutely crucial in terms of management of the stress. Do you find that communicating with people as well as something that helps? If you're able to say to somebody, look, I'm overwhelmed, this workload is a lot. How important is communication? You see, communication is, is, is absolutely key. When we in a household with our parents or siblings, family, partner, etc., they might even recognize changes in our behavior. Sometimes somebody else may even approach you. Or even in the workplace, a manager or a colleague or a supervisor may even initiate the conversation with you mm. um, if there's a noticeable change. Don't be afraid of having the conversation because sometimes communicating about our challenges may just result in somebody reaching out to assist us yeah. with a workload or maybe even offering some sort of guidance in a particular area. So uh, a classic example is study groups. If we don't share our frustration around certain activities and exercises, we don't get key ideas from other individuals in terms of how to tackle these, these, these activities and these tasks. The same with our key deliverables in the workplace. So somebody else may be facing a similar challenge or may have overcome this. It is only through communicating openly about what my frustration is then I'll be able to learn about how to manage this frustration from somebody else. I can imagine boundaries are so important as well. Saying no when you absolutely do not have capacity. Some people find it really hard to say no. So people will find it difficult because that means that I'm, I'm, I'm very autocratic and, and I'm not a, a team player. That's not necessarily the case. Saying no is a healthy boundary when it comes to management of your workload, management of your key performance areas, and even management of your finances. So if you're saying yes to everybody that wants to borrow money, that's gonna cause you undue stress and anxiety because how are mm. you gonna pay your bill? So some boundaries need to be placed and put up very, very ethically and in a very dignified, amiable way. Help the person understand that your well-being comes first as well. So if you are not okay, Remember, nobody else is going to be okay around you. There we go. And you cannot pour from an empty cup at all. Time management, identifying your stress, communicating, saying no, setting boundaries. And really, I love the fact that you mentioned maintaining a work-life balance, you know, having time for the activities that you absolutely love and maintaining that healthy work-life balance is so crucial to managing this workload anxiety. Devin, thank you so much for joining me. Please keep continuing doing the work that you do. And I'll definitely get in touch once again when exams have 
Kito, because that is another big one that causes a lot of anxiety. Yes, and I'm looking forward to chatting about that. Thank you so much. David Munsami on Five Nights.